The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Chapter 28 The Feast of Dedication And now, O ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and ye men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What is there that I ought to do more to my vineyard that I have not done to was it that I looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it hath brought forth wild grapes? For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the man of Judah his pleasant land. And after rebuking the Pharisees and the scribes, Jesus went out among the crowds and spoke to them in much the same manner as he had instructed his disciples and preached on the mount. The lawyers and Pharisees mingled with the crowd that they might observe and trap him and gather evidence against him. Father to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have, and give alms. Make for yourselves purses that do not grow old, a treasure unfailing in heaven, where neither thief draws near nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart also will be. 
Reuben, keep your eye on Judas. Which is he? The one with the disgruntled look who shifts his eyes about as Jesus speaks. Ah, yes. I see him. Something tells me he's not thinking of alms or of treasures in heaven. Sharp, darting eyes, intent on studying the crowd's reception to his master's words. And your loins be girt about, and your lamps burning. And you yourself, like men waiting for their master's return from the wedding, so that when he comes and knocks, they may straightway open to him. Look, look, Reuben. Look at Judas's face as he gazes at the master. Ah, there's a hidden meaning in his discourse. Wedding. John spoke of that. The friend of the bridegroom rejoices. Would that he did not speak in parables with meaning intertwined until one cannot separate wisdom from banality and each man reads his own heart for the meaning of his words. Blessed are those servants whom the master on his return shall find watching. Amen, I say to you. He shall gird himself and make them recline at table and will come and serve them. And if he comes in the second watch, and if in the third, and finds them so, blessed are those servants. Peter, he must be referring to us, the servants, and he will reward us. But of this be assured, that if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would certainly have watched and not have let his house be broken into. Ask him, Peter. You also must be ready, because at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man is coming. Lord, dost thou speak this parable for us, or for all alike? Who, Peter, dost thou think, is the faithful and prudent steward whom the Master will set over his household to give them their ration of grain in due time? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, shall find doing so. Truly, I say to you, he shall set him over all his goods. Hmm. One wishes the master would speak more plainly. It is I who hold the common purse. But if that servant says to himself, my master delays his coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maids, and to eat and drink and to get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day he does not expect, and in an hour he does not know, and will cut him asunder, and make him share the lot of the unfaithful. I hold the purse and dole out the money. Ah, if the master delays his coming, how often I've thought that he does delay setting up his kingdom. There are times when I think he reads our minds. Best not to let ourselves think when he's about. But that servant who knew his master's will and did not make ready for him and did not act according to his will will be beaten with many stripes. Whereas he who did not know it but did things deserving of stripes will be beaten with few. But of everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required, 
and of him to whom they have entrusted much, they will demand the more. In this little story, do you refer to yourself as the master who deals out the punishment to the servants? I have come to cast fire upon the earth. And what will I but that it be kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how distressed I am until it be accomplished. Do you think I came to give peace upon earth? No, I tell you. But division. When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming. And so it comes to pass. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be a scorching heat. And so it comes to pass. You hypocrites. You know how to judge the face of the sky and of the earth. But how is it you do not judge this time? But why, even of yourselves, do you not judge what is right? Master, tell us how you feel about your own Galileans who were murdered. Of what do you speak? Peter, I speak of those that Pilate killed in the temple, mingling their blood with that of their sacrifices. Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they have suffered such things? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all perish in the same manner. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloe fell and killed them? Do you think that they were more guilty than all the other dwellers in Jerusalem? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all perish in the same manner. Thus Jesus clearly outlined a dilemma. Either you will not repent, and you will all perish, as those who have died in the two disasters, or you will repent, and thereby save yourselves from death. And he spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit thereon, and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Behold, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down, therefore. Why does it still encumber the ground? But he answered him and said, Sir, let it alone this year too, till I dig around it and fertilize it. Perhaps it may bear fruit, but if not, then afterwards thou shalt cut it down. And thereupon Jesus left them for a while. And upon the Sabbath, he spoke as was his custom in their synagogue. And behold, there was a woman who for eighteen years had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent over and utterly unable to look upwards. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Woman, Thou art delivered from thy infirmity.
This is an outrage. I'll denounce him. No, no, speak to the crowd, not to him. Turn them against him. Attention! Quiet! Quiet! There are six days in which one ought to work. I, 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 on these, therefore, come to be cured, and not on the Sabbath. Hypocrites. I'll have you put out. Hear all how he addresses your leader. Let us hear what Jesus has to say. Hear, hear. Does not each one of you, on the Sabbath, loose his ox or ass from the manger and lead it forth to water? Yes, yes, but that's different. And this woman, daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound low for 18 years, Ought not she to have been loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? He is right. A person is greater than an animal. And what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I liken it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his own garden. And it grew and became a large tree. It is like leaven, which a woman took and buried in three measures of flour, until all of it was leaven. And as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And the entire crowd rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. And he left and passed on through towns and villages, making his way to Jerusalem. It was winter, and the Feast of Dedication was at hand, at which time the Jews gathered to commemorate the reconstruction of the temple after it had been won back by Judas Maccabeus. And as the rain was falling, Jesus entered the temple and walked along Solomon's portico. How long dost thou keep us in suspense? If thou art the Christ, tell us openly. I tell you, and you do not believe. Come, come out with it, yes or no. Art thou the Christ? The works that I do in the name of my Father, these bear witness concerning me. We know of your works. We ask now the identity of him who performs them. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them everlasting life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch anything out of the hand of my Father. Art thou the Christ? I am the Father. I won. Stone him! Stone him! 
Many good works have I shown you from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? Not for a good work do we stone thee, but for blasphemy. And because thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? How say you, Reuben, what is this? The reference is to the 81st Psalm. But it applies to the judges who administered the law. They merely represented God. Then he uses it wrongly? Yes. The psalm continues, speaking still of the judges. You are gods, and all of you the sons of the Most High. Yet like men you shall die, and you shall fall like any one of the princes. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God was addressed, and the scripture cannot be broken. Do you say of him whom the Father has made holy and sent into the world, thou blasphemest? Because I said, I am the Son of God. Do you say that you are the Son of God in the sense that all Jews understand? The Christ, the Messiah? If I do not perform the works of my Father, do not believe me. Always you dodge the question and take refuge in your works. But if I do perform them, and if you are not willing to believe me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Seize him! Put him under arrest! I'll hold him! Let go, you fool! It's me, you're choking! Where is he? I... I don't know. How could he get away? Quick. He may have dodged behind one of those pillars. Look behind each one. They sought Jesus, but he had slipped away. Out the golden gate and across the brook Kidron for his hour was three months away. And again he went away beyond the Jordan to the place where John was at first baptizing. And there he stayed. And many came to him. John indeed worked no signs as does this man. All things, however, that John said of this man are true. He is the one for whom John came as a voice out of the wilderness. He is the one mightier than John. This I do believe. I too. But who is to be saved? And who cast out of his kingdom? Let us ask him. Master, my friend and I wish to put a question. We, as many others about, have come to believe in you. But, Lord, are only a few to be saved? Strive to enter by the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. But when the master of the house has entered and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, 
open for us. And he shall say to you in answer, I do not know where you are from. But master, we are your countrymen, Galileans, and you were in Nazareth and, and taught then in... Then you shall begin to say, We ate and drank in thy presence, and thou didst teach in our streets. And he shall say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. But you yourselves cast forth outside. They will come from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, and will feast in the kingdom of God. Behold, there are last who will be first, and there are first who will be last. And on this same day, certain Pharisees came up to speak with Jesus, and they approached him with faces that were smoother than butter. Lemuel, I talked with a Herodian the other day. Herod is disturbed about Jesus. Well, he might be. But why does he not arrest him, as he did John? Ah, that's the difficulty. Herod feels he was tricked into putting John to death. He is a very superstitious man. He is saying that Jesus is but the ghost of John who has come back to torture him. Then we can expect no help from Herod, eh? Not to arrest him or put him to death. But this man I talked to suggested that if we were to go to Jesus and tell him Herod was seeking him with a view of putting him to death, Jesus would flee his territory, perhaps into Judea. Ah, I see. Then the priests would take care of him. Yes, they are most anxious to get him to Jerusalem. And if we can rid Galilee of him, Herod would be most grateful. Yeah, there, there is Jesus just ahead. Let us go and tell him this. Master, what would you have of us? I come as a friend, Peter. I've just learned some news. What is this news? Master, depart and be on thy way, for Herod wants to kill thee. Go and say to that fox, Behold, I cast out devils and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I am to end my course. But he will kill you if he finds you here. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the next day. But, Master, for it cannot be that a prophet perish outside Jerusalem. 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 Thou who killest the prophets and stonest those who are sent to thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen gathers her young under her wings. But thou wouldst not. Behold, your house is left to you. And I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you shall say, 
blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he said this to them because he alone knew where he must die. And his time now was less than three months away. of Jerusalem and ye men of Judah judge between me and my vineyard what is there that I ought to do more to my vineyard that I have not done to it was it that I looked that it should bring forth grapes and it hath brought forth wild grapes for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the man of Judah, his pleasant plant. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace.
Amen.